Each year, on the fourth Sunday of Advent, we focus on Mary, the Mother of God. For Protestants like ourselves, this is one of the only times throughout the year we focus on Mary. We don't call out to Mary in our prayers, nor do we view her as being sinless, or do we refer to her as the Queen of Heaven. Instead, we tend to view Mary as a poor peasant woman. We view her as we view ourselves, as a regular, everyday person. When we read Mary's story, we read about Mary in that same light. We put ourselves in the story. We read and imagine what it must have been like to have an angel appear before us. We read and ask ourselves how we would have responded to Gabriel, to God. And we wonder what her life must have been like, her whole life, having Jesus as a son. For to us, Mary is one of us. She is relatable. We don't think of Mary when we think of biblical heroes. We don't think of of her as a prophet or as a scholar. We simply view her as Mary, one like us. Now, I should admit at this point that there have been two times in my life so far when I have found myself calling out to Mary. Just as I reach that second stage of labor with both... (laughs) Finn and Oliver, I found myself calling out to Mother Mary. (laughs) While in labor with Finn, I cried out to Mary to help me. I knew she knew what labor was like, and I needed her help to make it through each pain-filled contraction. With Oliver, it was different. I knew the contractions were a means to an end and that it was best for me to simply allow the contractions to work through me than it was to fight against them. So I found myself singing, Mother Mary spoke to me, let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be, yeah, let it be. These simple words of wisdom Let it be. I know that's not exactly how the words to the song go, but that's what I sang as I was going through those contractions. It wasn't what came naturally for me, for me to say to the contractions, let it be, and to not fight against them. But it was what needed to happen. And reciting the words let it be, helped me to get through them. Now Mary didn't have to say, let it be, to me. She didn't have to take on this responsibility. It actually makes no sense as to why she did. Here is Mary, a young woman in Palestine, who had only recently become a young woman. Newly engaged to be wed, 
We envision her spending her days doing chores, working around the home, and sewing items for her upcoming wedding and her new house with Joseph. Everything was going as expected for Mary until now, until this, until Gabriel comes and tells Mary that God has found favor with her and that she will conceive a child and that that child will be the son of the Most High. And with these simple words, let it be to me, her life was forever changed. Mary was no longer viewed as sweet, polite, hardworking, noble, or trustworthy to those around her. Mary was now an unwed, pregnant woman. An offense in and of itself that could cause her death. It could cause her family, her fiancé, her friends to all turn against her and no one would blame them. It doesn't make sense for Mary to willingly say, let it be to me. It doesn't seem like the natural thing to flow from her lips. Yet Mary, having faith that God would use her to bring about the Savior that they've been waiting for, says, let it be. Now, it would be easy for me to say that God doesn't show up in the neat, tidy places of the world, and for me to encourage us all to find the unexpected joy in the least likely places this Christmas season. Or it would be easy for me to say we are all mothers of God, that we each birth Christ into this world, and to ask each of us how we will answer when God asks to use us. And it would be easy for me to remind us all that we are all favored by God, that we are all God's blessing. R, ask us to possess the faith of Mary, faith that nothing is impossible. But today, I want us to just hear the story of Mary. It's not the full story of Mary on this fourth Sunday of Advent, but part of her story a part of her story that forever changed the rest of her story. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was confused and perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this is. Who greets someone like this? The angel, seeing that she was confused and afraid, said to her, 
Mary, do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am not married and am still a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is her sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary, bold in her response, truly should be one of our biblical heroes. Mary didn't know what to do after hearing this from Gabriel. Confusion, disbelief, excitement, fear, a variety of emotions and thoughts ran through her mind. First, her plan of action was to take a trip to visit Elizabeth. If, in fact, Baron Elizabeth was, in fact, with child in her sixth month, then perhaps this really will happen. Perhaps it wasn't a dream or a figment of her imagination. So Mary traveled to visit Elizabeth. And upon seeing Elizabeth, Elizabeth confirms to Mary that God is fulfilling God's promise through her. Immediately, a smile came across Mary's face. It was real. The angel was right. She would be used in this way. What an honor. One to bear a child, but to bear God's child. The one who would come to save. The one she's heard about. Indeed, she is blessed. Mary enjoyed her visit with Elizabeth. For Elizabeth was a great comfort to her. Being there were no books or birthing classes for Mary to attend, no birth stories on TLC for her to watch, I expect Mary took comfort in talking with Elizabeth about pregnancy, about how to care for herself, bearing witness to John's birth, and learning how to care for a newborn Both would have proven priceless for Mary, giving her strength and confidence to know she can accomplish this task set before her. Now it's time for her to travel back to her family and to Joseph in Nazareth. I can't finish this part of Mary's story today. We have to wait, for it's not yet time. 
before its birth. Let us sing a song that, as Pastor Travis just informed me, is probably new to a lot of us. Chalice Hymnal number 122. Comfort, comfort you, my people. <laughs> 